that we're ready for that. That we have things in place and anticipation and expectation so that when that end comes, we're able to say yay and amen. In the verses today, uh, we are given this assurance. It says, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. A backwards Christmas. What we're doing with our our sermons on Sunday morning, we're going backwards. We're going to start today at the very end of all time, and then we'll work our way backwards in time and think about some of the ministry that Jesus did. Then we'll go further back in time and look at at the prophecies and in the Old Testament and what was said about him. And then we'll go back to the very beginning of time, to the garden, and see the need for and the call for and the very first promise for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. Beginning with the end in mind. There will come a day when Jesus comes in glory in a cloud with power and great glory. What we're thinking about today is the culmination of salvation history. Uh, Jesus, in our, in our gospel lesson, was teaching in the temple. This took place on the week that he was uh, to be betrayed. He'd already had his triumphal entry, and then the first part of that week, he went back and forth into the temple and taught about things. And in our lesson today, there is urgency because we are closer than we were. The day is drawing near. It could be any day. You know, Luther, it's kind of interesting. People always go back to Luther. Luther was certain it was going to come in his day. He, he said this. He said, look at what's going on in the world right now. He said, this is what he said. He said, look at all of the advances in commerce, in industry, and in technology. He said, look at what all of the young people are learning. He said, Look at all of the immorality unleashed upon the earth. Look at the problems that the church is having. He said, I think any day now. How much more so now? That you and I would be prepared always for that day because it's a glorious day that you and I would be prepared for that day when he returns. Now we always wonder when. When is that, you know, Luther said, any day now. Uh, when will Jesus come back? Uh, it says, this is from, uh, 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 from the gospel lesson. It says, uh, and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. He says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. What does that mean? This generation will not pass away until all this has taken place. Theologians have a a number of different ideas. Some of them say that when Jesus said this generation won't pass away, uh, that he was talking about before the the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. Because he had talked about the destruction of Jerusalem, and then he talks about the coming return of of Jesus in glory. And some say when he says this generation won't pass away, means he was referring back to the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And in fact, that, that's, that's the case. That that generation was still around when the temple was destroyed. There are other theologians that say when, when Jesus said this generation won't pass away, that he, what he meant by that was this generation, this kind of people, this sort of people. And what sort of people, well, there are a couple of ideas on this. One is that there would continue to be unbelieving Jewish people. 
that that's who was rejecting him in that day, that, that there would continue to be Jews who reject Jesus, this kind of people. There are others, it's kind of a subset of that, uh, say that what he meant by that was that there would continue to be unbelieving people, that there would continue to be that kind of people that no matter what they hear, they still don't believe in Jesus. There are still others that say, when he said this generation won't pass away, that what he was referring to was to the end, that when the signs started, the sun and the moon and the stars, it was going to come to a culmination quickly, that that generation, that it wouldn't linger like the time of the church has lingered all these years. When will Jesus return? That's really not an issue for us. Jesus tells us it could be any time now. He says, nobody knows. Uh, the issue for us isn't ever when is he coming, but how are we going to live as we wait for him to return? And the lesson today teaches us about how you and I can be prepared for the end in our life now. We need to be sustained in his word. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. You know, at St. Luke, we read the Bible. <laughs> That's what we do. We, we want to be in the Word. We want to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Word. That's what feeds us. That was, that's what gives us the power. Uh, God says, my Word won't return to me void. It will accomplish great things. And so how important it is for you and for me as we await Jesus' return to be in the Word, to hear what He has to say like we are this morning. You know, we read the Bible. We're coming up to the end of the year. We're going to have a big push in just a couple of weeks about making sure you all have a Bible reading plan for the coming year. We're beginning with the end in mind. If, if he's coming back in glory, we want to be ready for that. And one of the ways that we're ready is that we are sustained in the Word. Uh, second, we want to be on guard against distraction. He is coming back again in glory, and it's going to be great for you and me. We don't want to be distracted by that or pulled away from that. Jesus said, watch yourselves lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. It is important for us to be on guard against getting distracted, getting all filled up with what the world has to offer. That word dissipation, uh, sometimes that gets translated surfeit, which isn't much better than dissipation. What is dissipation? What is surfeit? It means, remember Thanksgiving late in the day? Late in the day, Thanksgiving, you'd had the dinner and you'd had the pie. And you sat there and said, oh, that's dissipation. <laughs> that, that, that we're so full of the world and what the world has to offer in the cares of the world that we just sit back and groan. We are told to be on guard against being distracted by the world. You know, people say we're too busy. We ought to listen to ourselves. We are too busy. And we need to be less busy so we're not distracted from that's why it's so good what you're doing today you know this is what we do we come we hear god's word this frees us from distractions be in the word and in bible study and then the third thing uh, how can we be ready for this great return to be constant in prayer uh, jesus said to his disciples stay awake at all times praying that you may have strength to escape all these things how important it is for us to be regular in prayer paul said Pray in all circumstances. Pray always. Uh, uh, we are told uh, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he told his followers, he said, uh, 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 stay awake and be in prayer. He said, for the, uh, 
spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How important it is for us to be prayerful, to say, God, help me, guide me, lead me, get me, keep me, keep mine on target, and help us to reach more. There's one other thing I want you, as, as we think about Christ is coming back again in glory, and what we think about that. A lot of times, we're, we're, we need to be aware, but not afraid of that, because it's really going to be a good thing for us when Christ returns. And there may be something that you missed in the lesson that points that out. Uh, Jesus told in the midst of this, he told a little story about, uh, here's how you know, he said, you know how the fig tree has its uh, leaves come out, and, and, and then you know that, that summer is coming. So he says, when you see these signs, you know that, that summer is coming. It's interesting what Jesus didn't say. He could have used a different analogy. He could have used this. Look at this picture. That's a picture of a tree in the fall. And the leaves are pretty. And, and Jesus could have said, he said, this is how it is. You know how in the fall when the leaves turn and then winter comes, you've got to be ready. He didn't say that, did he? He said, you know how it is when the leaves just come out and you see the flowers? What comes after spring? Summer. Who likes summer better than winter? That's the promise for you and for me. This world does not give way to winter, but it gives way to glorious and eternal summer with God always. It's good for us to begin with the end in mind. I want to encourage you to celebrate Christmas with this end in mind. You know, Christmas is not the be-all and end-all. It points us to the end. That as surely as Jesus came born of the virgin, just as surely he's going to come back to be with us forever. Jesus said, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. As we gather together over the next many weeks to celebrate the coming of Jesus, let's keep in mind he's coming back again in glory. And that you and I, us and ours, would be well prepared for that. Amen.